Welcome to Leveling Up, a noob's quest to get good. This is a gaming history and interview podcast where each week we take a new game and discuss its history. As well as look at it from the perspective of someone who hasn't played a lot of games. I'm Joe, your resident gaming historian. And I'm a trebled soul. Tina! Welcome to the show. weeks i did it again welcome to this episode of leveling up the news quest to get good this week we're discussing a game that is all about tina's favorite thing oh yes we're playing Crypt this... of the necrodancer yeah hell yeah we are this is probably the first game we've played that i think i have dragged joseph to instead of the other way around it's very possible i i don't i don't dislike it i just it's fine. Yeah. But hey, and Tina, before we get that's into that... okay. Yeah. Hey, what is Crypt of the Necrodancer, though? So, Crypt of the Necrodancer is a rhythm roguelike game. Yeah. Um, I've read so many reviews that say that very nice little genre title. This game fits its genre title perfectly. I'm fucking all about it. Um, but as I said, it is a rhythm roguelike game where you play through a dungeon slashing enemies but you have to do everything to the beat of the soundtrack that is happening behind it yeah i mean that's pretty much it yeah the the genre identifier describes it because it's the only song the only game in its genre yes what were your general impressions of this game tina oh my god i was i was excited while this game was fucking downloading (laughs) there was can confirm (laughs) <laughs> can confirm from probably the many uh, frantic texts that I sent to you. There was very little that like, or no, there, this game would have had to do something very massive for me to absolutely hate it. Mm-hmm. It definitely, there were like a couple uh, gripes that I have about it, but overall I think this might be my favorite game that we've played this year. Damn. So like, high praise. <laughs> yeah. Still, it's it's definitely at least top three. Okay. Like, this game fucking rocks so hard. Literally. Literally. Yeah. All of the puns. Ah, I love the puns. That, that's, that's another thing. This game was just rampant with puns. It was very good puns. Um, so, let's get right into the main mechanic here. How did you feel about playing a game to a beat? Just... A little bit of background. Tina is, like, a music theory... How would you describe yourself? Fanatic? So I, um... I got my minor in music in college, and that required me to take a lot of theory classes, and then I also took, like, some theory classes in high school, and I've had lots of practical music experience at varying different levels of professionalism. So it just... It just scratched... All the itches that I had. It was amazing. Yes. Yes. So, how did you feel about playing a game to a beat? It was something I was so excited about. Because this was a game where I walked in, not necessarily feeling competent at it, but confident that this was something I could master. And I don't know if I've mastered... I know I haven't mastered the game in two weeks. But, like that core mechanic of clicking your keys to a rhythm was something I felt confident that I could do. And walking into a game with confidence was definitely a new feeling. Hell yeah. Especially, and it felt especially good walking into uh, a roguelike Mm -hmm. with that kind of feeling since my other exposure has been a very punishing game. And not that this wasn't a punishing game, but this was just a very different contrasting feeling to when I first started playing Isaac. Also, and, oh, go. this is technically our first roguelike on the show, uh, so I want to give the quick disclaimer. We only technically played through all of Cadence's story. We played up to the first Necrodancer fight with Cadence. We did not play Melody or uh, 
Aria? Aria. Yeah. Aria. Okay. We d- uh, or at least I didn't. Uh, Tina, you may have played a little bit of Melody, but I don't think you played much of Aria if you even got there. Uh, no, I did not. I did not. I I did not play any of Aria. I tried to spread my time out to play as many different characters as like I could. Okay. Yeah, I solely focused on getting through Cadence's storyline as best I could. Um, uh-huh. Because I I don't hate the game. I just kind of wanted to be done with it. And that's fine. Yeah, I love the idea of the game. Rhythm Roguelike sounds like a fantastic game. I'm just not good enough at it to enjoy it. A lot of the time I can push past frustration to a point of satisfaction, but for this particular game, I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other uh, roguelike that we both play extensively is The Binding of Isaac. So just for context, we may be referencing Isaac a lot. Yes. And no, I would say that I'm... I don't know, Master Isaac, but pretty pretty damn close. We're both pretty fucking proficient at that game. Yes. Yes. So we're probably going to talk about it a lot. Yeah. What uh, What frustrated you about playing the game? Oh, it was mostly difficulty and my, like, not inability to keep the beat. Because, like, I was okay. It was just, like, I think if I played this for a longer period of time, like, if I... Devoted the next like two or three months of my life to it, I might get to a point like I am in Isaac where I've memorized most of the enemy patterns. Mm-hmm. But in a two week span, I'm like, man, I just keep dying a lot to these enemies because I don't remember what they do, and the beat okay. is just adding extra stress to it. And like, okay, ugh. that is actually I could I can definitely see the beat adding extra stress because it really is another a whole nother layer, and it becomes. Or in, in it is super essential to keep it as much as humanly possible. But I'm very interested when you said you kept dying to the enemies. I mean, obviously that's how you die. But I thought that the enemies were so much easier than the enemies in Isaac. Like, specifically their patterns, I thought they were so much easier than the Isaac enemies. This is actually... It's partly because of this next point I want to bring up. How did you feel about the tile-based comp gameplay in this game? That is the thing that I had the biggest issue with, so I'm curious how you feel about it. Interesting. I thought it made knowing where the enemies were going to go a lot easier. Okay. It, okay. For me, it wasn't an issue with knowing where the enemies are going to go. Like, I kind of knew where the enemies were going to go, but working on that tile system, I'm much more used to working in a real-time atmosphere. Like in Isaac, mm-hmm. where you can go in any direction at any time, and you just do it. Whereas mm-hmm. in this game, I specifically... Isaac is more reaction time based and because of the music this is also reaction time based but in a different way where you have to think think about actually playing you have to think about strategy it's more like chess it's like really fast paced chess yeah it's 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 not just reactionary it's also anticipatory i don't think that's a word but it, it sounds like a word it's strategic and i'm not the best strategic mind isaac i'm better at isaac enemies because i can see a bullet coming across the screen and dodge it in real time. Mm-hmm. And that's just like a muscle memory thing. And I'm sure if I went long enough in this game, I would get a muscle memory for the enemies. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I have to be more strategic. I have to explicitly remember what they do. And I have to remember, okay, this animation means they're going to attack. So I shouldn't move into the square adjourning them because they're going to attack me. The The, the biggest example of this, I think, was in Zone 2 with the shield skeletons. Every uh-huh. single time, I would mm-hmm. knock their shield off and then walk right into their next attack. Mm-hmm. The, I know the feeling you're talking about. The enemy that did that for me, though, was the, I don't know. I don't know what he's called. I kept calling him the White Walker. He's the mini boss that deafens you. The Banshee. The Banshee. I kept calling him the White, yes, the Banshee. Yeah. He was the one where I, like, I just couldn't figure out when he was going to attack. That's also fair, and... Yeah, we'll talk about the Banshee. <laughs> okay, good Good to know. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, like, there were mini-bosses that did that to me, too, but, like, the biggest enemy that's sticking out in my mind as one that caused me, that issue for me so much, were the shield skeletons. Okay. Because every single time, I would hit their shield and then immediately try to attack them, even though they were ready for a Gonna. retaliation attack. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, ah! We're... How did you, sorry, not to get really specific, how did you feel about the the knights who parried you in zone four? Oh, no, the exact same issue. Okay. okay. I would attack gotcha. them, it gotcha, would gotcha, say gotcha. parry, 
and then I would attack them again, even though I knew, oh, they're going to parry me, I should, like, wait, or walk away, or do anything but attack them again. Okay, I gotcha. Exact same issue. In which case, I could definitely see how this game is hella frustrating yeah. and not fun. Yeah. But tell me how you felt about the tile-based gameplay, because you seem to enjoy it more than I did. I did. I thought it made... I didn't think it made it easier, but it... When we play games, you talk a lot about things being fair. Yeah. And dying to your own... Like, dying because of your lack of skill versus dying because of something the game did. Mm-hmm. Having the tile system really took away a lot of the, oh, it's the game's fault, and it felt, like, completely my skill fault of dying. Like, I feel like every death, with with the exception of when they would, like, all fucking ambush you and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. 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 Um, With the exception that it all felt like my skill. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm really leaning into the fact that we're comparing this to Isaac. I don't even care. Um, Like, for example, that dumb room in Isaac where you have five flies and just the one line down the center. I feel like I can never not take damage in that room. That's fair. And I hate, and really just the fly enemies in general, like the big chub ones. Yeah, the big bomb flies, yeah. Yeah, the big bomb flies. Absolutely despise them. Because I just, and I don't know if it's maybe my reaction time or my improvisation skills aren't good enough, but having the tile system made let me know exactly what was happening yeah no that's you know? totally fair i totally understand it 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 much more works off i mean like i said it works much more off having a strategic mind than quick reflexes you still need quickish reflexes just because of the beats but it you also really need a strategic mind to play this game and i don't know if you have that that is up to you to say but like i feel like i don't i don't necessarily know if i can say i have a strategic mind but I think the analyzing of the enemy patterns, like, the tiles allowed you to more easily, in my opinion, analyze the enemy patterns, and it allowed me to compensate for my slower reaction times better. Okay, makes sense. Because I definitely think I have slow reaction times. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and-, and, I mean, of course I played with the disco floor on. There were bright flashing... Fra- flashing colors. I didn't even know there was an option to turn it off. Fuck yeah, disco floor. You you didn't read the fucking seizure warning at the beginning? Oh, fair enough, but I don't, I never read those because it says seizure warning and I'm like, well, I don't have seizures, so. It was like a huge big deal about the game. It's like, we don't want to cause you seizures. I mean, yeah, but again, I always skip those because I don't get seizures. (sighs) Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Yeah, but also this is uh, the tile-based gameplay is actually a thing that most actual, like, prototypical roguelikes have. All, like, the original rogue... It didn't have tiles exactly in the same way, because the original rogue was all fucking ASCII art. Um, There's a game that's just called Rogue? That's why it's called Roguelike. It is like the game Rogue. That's insane. I'm not... I don't know how I've never told you this. Yeah, that's literally why the genre is called Roguelike. It is a genre of games that are like the game Rogue. That's... Sorry. I had a moment where I was like, wow, that's really cool that, like, one game has made such a huge impact. And I was like, you literal, it, you literal stupid bitch. How often do you and Joseph talk about Metroidvanias? What the fuck do you think those are? <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I had a moment. It's late. So how did you feel about the difficulty curve of the game? I felt real good till I reached zone three. I felt it was, I was, I knew, as I was playing this game, I knew you were going to ask me that question. Yeah. So, like, there were certain questions I knew you were going to ask, so I keep them in the back of my mind when I play. And zone one comes along, okay, you know, I get it. Zone two comes along, okay, okay, this is a step up, I feel it. Zone three, like, knocked the wind out of me. Yeah. For me, it was zone two. Okay. It took me a, just because I didn't play it a lot, but it took me a literal week to get through zone two. (laughs) Okay. Good to know you spent half of the time we played this game in zone two. It was rough. I can tell. Continue. And like, don't get me wrong, zone four was definitely a larger challenge than zone three, but I felt from two to three was the biggest leap. 
leap that really just threw me for a curve. Yeah, no, like it. Oh, by the way, we played the base game, not amplified. I guess yes. I should put that out there. Um, well, no, that, that makes sense because there's the zone five and amplified. Exactly. That's why I wanted to bring it up now. Um, yeah, no, that that's the other th- the other biggest thing about this game that is making me like it less. The difficulty curve was rough on this one. It was like a nice difficulty curve and then a difficulty cliff. <laughs> there was there really was a difficulty cliff in this game. Like, I like a good difficulty curve and I like a good difficult game. I think Isaac gets pretty punishing in the last you know couple floors, but not this punishing. <laughs> this game went wild with its difficulty. I can't even imagine what Zone Fucking Five is like. I watched the people play Zone Five. Oh boy, it gets wild. It. Oh my god. I. I'm. Did you enjoy the difficulty? I did, but we both know I'm a little bit of a masochist. So. So am I, but I didn't. <laughs> I, it's just this particular game, like. It just didn't do it for me. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, but oof. It was just, ugh, that difficulty. I think part of it also was... This game was combining two things I already know that I enjoyed. Yeah. And also one thing that like I personally wanted to shine at. Sure. So I think... So I'm sure those rose-colored glasses probably definitely are, like, clouding my opinion of it a bit. Mm-hmm. But it also, I think, made me a lot more willing to throw myself against the wall that is this game over and over again. That's totally fair. It's totally fair. With probably, like, a little more persistence. Yeah. Um... Oh, hold on. Just while we're on difficulty curves... Yes, please. I will say the 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 real wall for me came with the all zones. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I, if I we're going to talk was... about that, let's talk about that real quick. How did you feel about all zones versus individual zones? Yo, holy fuck. I think it was when you were on... I think you probably were still on zone one. And I was almost done zone two. When I was like, oh, you know, like, I can't imagine starting, like, zones three and four with just the base dagger. Yeah. And this was obviously before we had found the diamond merchant. And you were like, oh, like... Maybe for zones, like, three and four, like, do the all-zone mode or whatever. Yeah. And to me and you, that sounded like a great idea. At the time. At the time! Yo, that wasn't... All-zone mode is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, having those harder enemies there right from the start, having the shops, shops be so fucking expensive. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, all-zones mode is rough. Having, like, half of the hearts. Having half of the hearts? Holy crap. Also, like... Because I'm like, oh, all zones mode sounds like it should be easier, because you can stock up on items in gold and cool shit. Lies! Lies and slander. Lies and fairy tales, because... I don't know, for me, it really was, like, those harder enemies on the... Like, like one, like level... Like, the first and second levels of yeah. zone one. yeah, yeah. One, one, and one, two. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't articulate that. I understood. <laughs> that just... Also, especially earlier on in the game, having all of the unlocks almost kind of made it harder. Because, mm-hmm. like, by the end of the two weeks, I didn't need to read what stuff did anymore. Yeah. You know, I knew... Like, I knew what the difference... Um, scrolls looked like just by like the symbols on them you know mm-hmm. I didn't have to sit there and hop back and forth between two blocks while I read what this item did I also thought it was really interesting just looking through the entirety of the items for like the highs and lows later there was like so few things in this game as compared to yeah. like, Isaac where the your the repertoire for the game and also your inventory in one game or in one run can get so vast. Yeah. Like, Isaac's starting pool is bigger than this game's ending pool. I didn't look up the numbers, but I feel like that's a true statement. So, how you said you said in your uh, intro that you tried to play as many different characters as you could. Tell me about all those different characters and how you felt about them and how you felt the variety was. Yes. Okay. So, one of my complaints about the game is that it 
did feel kind of small. Like you were saying, the item pool is really small, and at least for me, like, playing through some of the levels, the harder enemies just felt like they had more hearts. Mm. Like, there were three different versions of skeletons. There were three different versions of the slasher guys. There were, like, it felt like there was a lot of repeats, you know? Yeah. Or at least it felt like there were some repeats. Recolors, Um, yeah. Yeah. However, the characters really felt like they got a good variety in there with cadence being the base and then having ones that just had like kind of different starting values like dorian and uh her mother melody versus having like really fucking wild ones like eli and the bard yeah so i thought they had i thought i thought they did well with different characters Mm -hmm. thinking about it it's almost like it's almost nintendo hard going back to the difficulty thing it feels nintendo hard where the difficulty is to make up for the like admittedly short amount of content in the game like it's so difficult to make a game feel longer than it is they're not not necessarily doing that intentionally but that you know what i'm saying though right and i'm not even saying i'm not even saying it's a bad thing either i know what you're saying it just blows my mind because that is usually something i feel like i've complained about yeah (laughs) i feel like i've complained about this in the past but i mean yeah i think we've probably complained about it in a few nintendo games but i also think I don't know, it might be, but it might just be that this game did that difficulty better than other games that we've played that you've had that complaint about? Yeah, maybe, who knows? Or maybe you just liked the game so much that you didn't care. I mean, that is, that's probably part of it. Yeah. So... But, for me, the, I was, I was okay with the, I was okay with that. Yeah. Uh, let's get into a bit more, the nitty gritty. How did you feel about the unlock system? Wait, sorry, can we go back to characters just, like, real fast? Yes. Did you... I literally only played as Cadence. Oh, okay. I wasn't just... I just played as Cadence. Okay, that's fine. Okay. That's okay. If you want to talk about something, you can. I just will have no sense of reference for it. No, I was... I was just kind of... I don't know. I was was just curious if you... I, I was curious if you did, like... Because there were some characters... Like, you started with the bard. That's true. And I know there were other characters you unlocked. Because you unlocked them as you played through the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just need I just needed to get through Cadence's story. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so how did you feel about the unlock system? Like, you unlocked characters beating new levels, or... Uh, like no. Diamonds? Like, yeah, what do you mean? sorry. The diamond unlock system. Unlocking new items for your item pool. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, I thought it was a really interesting way of kind of gating what items you could get access to. Because mm-hmm. there were some that are like, 12 diamonds, you know, they're hella expensive. And it's like, okay, if you just do, if you just play through zone one, I'm not going to get 12 diamonds. Yeah. So, however, if you play zone two or three, it's not that hard to walk out of, you, you don't even have to beat the boss with 12 to get 12 diamonds mm-hmm. no you can play through just one or two levels and probably get them so i thought it was definitely a very interesting way to gate what items you couldn't couldn't touch sure uh like saving the more powerful ones for after yeah totally um yeah so i kind of liked it i just wish i had realized earlier on that i could tell which blocks had diamonds in them if i paid a little more attention it's fucking tinted rocks all over again it is tinted rocks all over again, but I'm fucking spoiled because I have that mod installed on Isaac that makes the tinted rocks a whole lot more obvious. Mm-hmm. So I don't miss them, and I don't know. It's so stupid because it just wasn't something I was looking out for at all. I was like, oh gosh, like this is really random. Like I would just, if I knew there was something I really wanted to purchase, I would just dig and dig and dig yeah. when I didn't need to. I'm just an idiot. It's fine. Um, I did uh, like, I did like, not the character unlock, but like the... Shopkeep what unlock? Are they yeah, the shopkeep unlock. I thought those were really cool. Yes. There were a few very heartbreaking runs where like, I had the key that I needed. And like, the song ended before I got back to their cage. Oh no. It was very sad. Uh, but I got everyone, so it's okay. Speaking of shopkeepers, quick diversion. Can we just gush about the shopkeeper though? Oh my god, yes. I love him. He's so good, and he sings along to the music if you're doing really well. Ah, the shopkeeper's great. 
He's fabulous. He's also probably like one of the hardest things. I can't defeat him. Could you kill him? You can fight him. Okay, that's no. That's no. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. In the teleports that you went to, where you could give uh, your health for certain objects. Oh. If you like the devil deal rooms, if you defeated him, the objects became free. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, I just saw. I just went into those rooms and then walked the fuck back out because I'm like, <laughs> you kidding me? I'm not good enough to make devil deals right now. <laughs> I played 150 hours of Isaac before regularly making devil deals. <laughs> I mean, I never defeat the shopkeeper. He was really hard. He had too many hearts. Yeah. How do you feel about the items and spells? I liked the mechanic of regenerating your spells as you killed things. Mm-hmm. I also liked that there were stupid things to kill. Like, you could kill the mushrooms in the second zone, or you could kill the brazers in the third zone. Fuck the explosive mushrooms. They got me every time. Continue. Okay. Wait, what are you talking about? They're so obvious. Which ones are explosive? I, no. They're a different color. Dude, literally didn't even notice that. You didn't notice the fucking orange spots? No. What I noticed every time was, I hit the mushroom. Oh, shit, it didn't break, but I've already hit the attack button a second time. Oh, I'm dead. Uh, whatever, Joseph. It's very nice of them to give them two hearts so you don't insta-kill them, but then I always kill them anyway because I'm incompetent. <laughs> I mean, if I was dying to mushrooms all the time, which I'm sure I died a few times, but if I was dying to mushrooms all the time, I could see how that'd be hella annoying. Yeah. Sorry, can we go back to the shopkeeper real fast? Yes. Is this a trope in video games? Where not only can you fight the shopkeeper, but they're ridiculously hard. Like the same thing. The same thing happened to Bayonetta. Yeah, and Spelunky. Yeah, it's. Is, is this a trope? It's not a trope in everything, but like, yeah, yeah, it's a trope. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm now like thinking back to like the other games we played. I was like, I mean, like I'd be really here if like in a DLC for Borderlands you had to like kill Marcus. Like I'd kind of be here for it. There's like so many Borderlands games. I feel like there has to be a Borderlands game where you fight Marcus. <laughs> Yeah, where, like, you fight Marcus or Zed or, like, someone. Yeah. Eh, you don't have to kill all of them. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, no, absolutely that is a trope in video games. I'm here for it. Yeah. You were saying. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't look pretty good. Uh, you talked about spells. You didn't really talk about items. You, you mentioned how it was cool that you Oh, could, okay, no, 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 yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. I had another thing about spells. Yes, because I interrupted you on the mushroom thing so I could bitch about exploding mushrooms. Even though I, like, thought that was such a good idea. Like, an easy way to regen spells. Yeah. Um, lots of the spells said, like, 15 kills or it was, like, 1.5 hearts or something. Yeah. What was that or option? I didn't understand it. I assume you could attempt to cast it again and it would just hurt you for one and a half hearts. Really? I assume so. I didn't. I never tried it because f- fuck that. Hearts are precious. Um, but no, that's why I. Assume yeah, health is so much more scarce scarce than it is in Isaac. Like holy shit. Absolutely. Um, but no, I assume that's what it did. I never tried it, but I assume that's what it did. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know why I never thought to try it again. <laughs> it was dark. It looked like I couldn't use it. Whatever. Um. As far as the item goes, items go, I don't know. I mean, like, I beat, I played through all four zones with one person, and I still feel like I still know what some of the items do. It's fair. Like, it is a much smaller pool, I will give them that, but, like, I don't know what the charm of spirits does, or the ghost, like, the evil eye. I don't know what that charm does. Do you know what it does? No, I'm just shrugging. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. How did you feel about the items? Uh, they were fine. I thought a lot of them were kind of like, yeah, they were fine. I mostly I feel, just cared about what weapon and armor I had, otherwise, whatever. I feel like they got away with having a lot of different items, specifically with the weapons, because they could just, like, okay. Like, they had a whole bunch of effects for the weapons, and they had a whole bunch of different weapons, and they just yeah did a permutation of it. Yeah. And... 
were able to come up with a ton of different things Correct. for you to unlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, did you, so one of the NPCs you can unlock was a practice guy. Did you ever practice on any of the bosses or enemies? All of the time. Did you not? No. Just because I asked you a question doesn't mean I didn't do it. I'm asking a question. It's an interview podcast, Tina. I'm sorry. Yes, I also practiced. Probably not as much as you because you said all the fucking time, but. Okay, I didn't really practice with any of the enemies. I did practice with the bosses, though. Uh Uh-huh. And the Uh mini-bosses. Uh-huh. Because, especially with the bosses. Because if I reached there, I was like, this is such a critical point in the game, I can't afford to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. So, I practiced a lot. That's fair. So much so that I would prioritize using my diamonds to unlock the different mini-bosses to fight. Okay. Or the different bosses to fight over getting more items. It's fair. It's fair. I didn't... With the people you saw in, like, the home space, who, what did the janitor do? I believe he could remove items from your item pool. Oh. I didn't understand... Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I would have liked some items to be removed. <laughs> All the glass. Oh, I was thinking more the karate gi. Yeah. I hate that one so much. But yeah, all the glass ones are rough. Um, how did you feel about the scaling bosses? And by this I mean you could get a random boss on any particular floor, and the bosses changed in difficulty depending on what floor you got them on. I thought some bosses scaled a lot more fairly than others. Yeah. Specifically death metal, I felt was really was the kiss of death. If you got him, like, on zone three or four. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like, I don't think I beat him on zones three or four. Yeah, he's rough. Like, I specifically had to keep retrying for a different boss. Yeah, that's rough. But then again, like, I don't know, like, King Konga, I felt like, no, like, he would, he felt the easiest by a long shot on all levels, you know? I heartily disagree, but we'll get to that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Who do you think is easy? We'll get there. We'll get there. Also, easiest and favorite are different, but anyway. Um, and then finally, tell me how you felt about that final fight against the Necrodancer. That was so cool. Yeah. It was, it was so cool. Like, I think that for some of the mini-bosses and some of the enemies that you see all the time, like, they really kind of were just, like, reskins. However, I feel that the boss fights, specifically the um the last two really they really pulled out the stops and they tried to do different and interesting mechanics yeah definitely and i think it worked and it was amazing and i obviously we didn't play amplified but i looked up like the boss fights for frankenstein way and for um fortissimo yeah and i like i don't know they 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 also kind of fit that same pattern of like having really cool different mechanics that make them super interesting and intimidating and also really something you can't prepare for. Uh, yeah, it's totally fair. Because they're so unlike anything you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, final boss fights are usually very rewarding, but this kind of felt like a... The, killing the Necrodancer was amazing. It was certainly... Just yeah, it was absolutely certainly a very, a very fun fight, a very... I liked how long it was as compared to a lot of the other fights. I liked, Yeah. Again, I liked it. It was a phased fight. You love yourself a good phase. I love myself a good phase fight. Uh, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. Um, anything, any other uh, things you want to bring up mechanic-wise before I move on? I like that they played with, like, the floor mechanics. How so? I wish they had done that more. How, how do you mean? Like... Specifically in Zone 3, like, the ice and the coals. Yeah. And the mud and the water. And the, and the shrinking slime. Yeah. Okay. I like that. The different floor death. Floor the, the other shit that could be on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that that was a different... I don't know. I felt like that was something different. It was a nice little hazard. Yeah.
Hey guys, Joe here. Just want to pop in here at the midpoint to let you know some information before we finish up the episode. First of all, we'd love to get some recommendations from you guys on what we should play, so feel free to send us some of those. You can either email us at levelinganoob at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at levelingn. That's the word leveling and the letter n. Uh, second of all, we'd love it if you would support us here on Anchor. Uh, you can support us by going to our show page and clicking on the Support This Podcast button. Supporting us would give us the opportunity to get some better recording equipment and even get Tina some consoles so we could uh, play some more modern games. But hey, even if you can't support us, I just wanted to say thanks from both Tina and I for just giving our podcast a listen. We really appreciate it. Some ads might play after this, but ads or not, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. See you all in two weeks for the next one. So, tell me, we're going to get to it, but first, tell me about how you felt about the visual aesthetic of this game. Having that kind of... You wouldn't consider this... 8-bit. Pixelated. I'm just going to say pixelated. That's fair. Having the pixelated look, I thought was something that was going to take a little bit of getting used to. And it kind of did. But, you know, it was bright colors, and I think I grew to enjoy it. Cool. Yeah. I would consider consider it 16-bit. We still haven't played a 16-bit game. We'll get there, and you'll see there's such a difference between anything on the SNES and games on the NES that we've played. Um... But no, this is absolutely 16-bit. I feel like if I see squares, I just say 8-bit. That's fair. I understand. <laughs> but, like, trust me, when we play, like, not. Super Mario World versus SMB3, like, the difference is mind-blowing. Like Something you did... Oh, go. Like, just the biggest, the biggest difference is the color palette. You just had so many more colors to work with on the SNES as compared to the NES. All of the games are so much more vibrant and colorful and nice-looking. And I really liked the, what I felt was a diverse range of colors that they used, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. There there were definitely things that were bright neon colors, but they also, they did use much more neutral colors. And, like, they there were some things that were just black or just white. Yeah, definitely. I liked it. I do think they made good use of color palette and all that in this game. More so than the actual aesthetic of the gameplay, I really like, this is going to sound so stupid, and I don't know what to call it maybe this is pixelated but when you just have the title screen where it says like crypt of the necrodancer mm-hmm. and it's cadence and like the ghost with the arrowhead yeah we're like it is a full picture but you can still see all of the pixels yeah it's just a much lower resolution it's t- i would consider it pixel art i guess okay um but the difference between at the level of that title screen, the difference between pixel art and art is very, like, that's, like, right on the line. Because, like, you can I, see the pic- pixels, but, like, barely. Yeah, I don't know why. That's just, like, I really loved that. Where okay. it was, like, if I focus on, like, a boundary between two things, especially two things of different colors, yeah. you can see the pixels. But if you kind of, like, zoom your eyes out and, like, look at the images... At a whole, as a whole, the pixels disappear, and I don't know. I don't know what that's called. I just thought it was really cool. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, agreed. It's cool. So, all right. Hey, Tina, tell me all about this game soundtrack. Hey, Joseph, are you ready for what's gonna be like the probably the longest part of this yes. episode? Yes. Tell me all about the music and why it's so good. First, how do you say this this good, good man's last name? Baranowski? Baranowski? Danny Baranowski. Danny Baranowski. Danny Baranowski might be my new favorite person. Yeah? Even more than Chris Larkin? I was just about to say, I, him and Chris Larkin are really tied at the moment. We have played two very good games kind of close together with absolutely outstanding soundtracks and for very different reasons. Oh, yeah. But this was just so cool. Yeah. The, it's actually kind of funny. I kind of want to show you, this This isn't going to be funny, but I just want to show you. So I have the soundtrack on the, I have the soundtrack on my phone. Mm-hmm. And depending on how much you listen to certain songs, like there will be little stars or hearts next to them. Okay. And like low key, all of the songs have stars next to them. It's a very you good can't, soundtrack. You can't see this, but literally all of the songs in the soundtrack have fucking stars next to them. I have been listening to this music almost nonstop for two weeks. 
don't get me wrong. The Chris Larkin and the soundtrack in Hollow Knight was absolutely stunning and almost like a different kind of beautiful. Like that music I would actually consider beautiful. Mm-hmm. This was just awesome. Yeah. In the truest sense of the word, it was fucking dope as hell. Yes. I also think Each... the difference. Go. The small difference. The small difference here is that uh, uh, Hollow Knight had a fantastic soundtrack, but it was a soundtrack that backed the game. It enhanced the experience, whereas in this game, the soundtrack was the experience. It was. It was so awesome. And I think that having this soundtrack be part of the game was never more present than specifically in the King Konga fight, Mm -hmm. where you did really have to pay attention and you did have to pause every eighth beat. Yep. And I almost wish, I don't know how you would have incorporated that more, but I wish that was in there more. The, like, having to do stuff to a, obviously the whole thing was doing stuff to a beat, but, like, I, know I don't know. what you mean. I don't yeah. know. Oh, okay. There's a reason King Kong is my least favorite fight. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get there. But I think he did a fantastic job of fitting thematically having each zone have their own feel yeah but having each of the songs be so different mm-hmm. like for example zone of, i feel that zone two is really the best example of all this where the art style and all the monsters you fight are obviously a very green kind of fungusy kind of foresty almost vibe maybe more moss than forest is caduceus clay if you were a level in a dungeon Exactly. It's Caduceus if he were a level in the dungeon. And all of the music is, I wouldn't consider it all reggae, but I would definitely say it has a reggae flair. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, easiest to see in, like, 2-1's music. Yeah. So, like, you kind of have, like, the more laid-back, like, reggae, not weed vibes, but a little bit of weed vibes. I'd say it's most present in 2-3, actually. Really? Portobello Head, the really kind of slower, like, jazzier of that level's music. Mm-hmm. I just, so I think he did that really well. Yeah, definitely. All of it. And I would be remiss if I didn't talk about, like, the third zone with, I don't, I cannot say the name of the guitarist that he collaborated with, but with the hot and cold different soundtracks of each work crossover, that actually low-key gave me a lot of trouble. Yeah. It really kind of messed me up. And just all of, like, all of the titles were specifically trying to keep with the theme of the level. And it was well thought out. Yeah. If I had to give a critique or a critique, ha! Uh. Um, ha! It, it wouldn't be about that song, though. But that's okay. <laughs> that song is a fabulous song. Um, it would actually be about um, Disco Descent. Okay. So that when you play as Cadence, you are you move to the beat of the music. Yeah. I mean, you move to the beat when whoever you're playing. But when you play as Cadence, you are specifically just moving to the beat as opposed to like when you're some of the other characters and you have to move as like twice the speed. Mm-hmm. But in Disco Descent, the beats are all subdivided instead of just being quarter notes, they're subdivided into eighth notes. Like, the, I think it's the drums that are playing in the background. You can hear, like, every eighth note. Mm-hmm. And there's an emphasis that's put on, like, the the second eighth note in each of those pairs. So if you were, like, not to follow the drums, but if you were, like, to almost go more on the music, then it would you would mess it up. And it's just, like, I don't know. I felt that that was really hard of them in, like, the first level. I thought that was very mean. It's fair. I felt that was very mean, Danny. That's fair. I didn't that's... notice that, so maybe that's just something to mess up people that are good at music, but <laughs> I didn't notice that. I'll say that. I don't know. Oh, sorry. One last quick complaint. Maybe I'm fucking missing something, but I listen to this song so goddamn much. I hate that Night to C-Sharp is not in C-Sharp. I really fucking hate it. I'm sorry. I have no, I have no comment. Sucks. <laughs> That's, I hate it. That's that's dumb if true. I might be missing something. I don't know. Any other cool things you want to talk about in the soundtrack? Um, I don't think so. Okay. All right. I liked it though. It was very good. I loved the soundtrack. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. Wait, sorry, sorry. I lied. I lied. There was one thing. Okay. I'm sorry. I lied. Okay. 
there is an absolutely fabulous part of the Necrodancer community uh-huh. that... Okay, so if you if you hit escape while you're in the game, you can, like... There's a whole bunch of options that pops up, and one of them is custom music. Oh, yeah. So there's a whole... Where you can put a... Replace, like, a song. Replace one of the soundtrack songs with a different song. Yeah. Like, with literally any other song. I noticed that so option, the, yes. So there is a whole fabulous sub subgenre of the community that, like... It's like, oh, if you're playing 2-1, you should use, like, this song. And they just, like, give you a whole bunch of different, like, current day songs. That's awesome. And I'm so here for all of this. That's awesome. <laughs> That's very cool. And yeah, I'm excited about it. I thought the... Even though, like, metal isn't my favorite genre, I don't hate it by any means, but, like, this game was just... It, the soundtrack was just so on point and so well built into the world that like i just loved every minute of the soundtrack even if the yeah. game itself was difficult the soundtrack was top notch it was absolutely top notch chef's kiss also the fact okay it was really cute that like the achievement for beating all the zones mode with bolts like you have to go at double speed for uh-huh. is called tachycardia i've heard that term yes so tachycardia is the medical term for a fast heartbeat oh Yes. However, like, I'm pretty sure the cutoff is, like, 120 beats per minute. Like, once you get more than, like, 120 beats per minute, like, we don't just call it tachycardia anymore. Like, it's something, like... It's death. You're dead. It's death. Your heart has exploded. Explode a hardia. I mean, a little bit. Like, Like, physically, you can't beat much more than, like... Like, 120 is really pushing... Yeah. yeah. Um, and I found it really funny that, like, most of the bass songs are 120 or mm. more. Like, was... as Cadence, you're doing 120. And then there's the time where I'm watching the speedrun, and they're like, oh, yeah, this song is at 350 beats per minute. And I'm like, I'm sorry, excuse me, what? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, clicking, like, six times a second. It's like, bitch, that is so much more than tachycardia. <laughs> that man should be dead. To be fair, they're magic hearts. Maybe they're magically reinforced heart. Muscle. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'll. You know what? I'll give them that. Yeah. It's magic tach. It's magic tachycardia. Magic tachycardia. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh. Let's move on to the next section. I like to call highs and lows, where we discuss our favorite and least favorite parts of different sections of the games. Uh. Let's start with something small. Uh. What about items? Non-weapon okay. items. Specific. Non-weapon items. Yes. I feel like. I feel like the one I used the most was definitely, like, any of the health items. But, like, that's, like, a boring, like, favorite. Sure. It's fair. Um, yeah, that's, like, a boring one to have as your favorite. I think my favorite is... Di- I love the Ring of Phasing a lot. That one's mm-hmm. really hella cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, like... I don't think it's called the Crown of Thorns, because that just sounds a little weird. It doesn't sound like that game would go... This game would go I there. I think it was called the Crown of Thorns. Was it called the Crown of Thorns? Okay, I'm I really like sure the Crown of Thorns. called the Crown of Thorns. I really like that one. That's totally fair. My favorite. Speaking of super boring favorites, my favorite was the mining helmet. Yo, that one was good though. I mean, it was very good, and that's why I liked it. That one was good. Yeah. See, like I don't know. Don't get me wrong. This game was amazing, and I liked it. But like, I don't know. None of the items did like super crazy things. Like, yeah, there wasn't like crazy Isaac synergies. But I don't think, I think that's because that wasn't the point of this game. The point wasn't to get a super OP run with crazy synergies and awesome item combinations. The items weren't the core of what made this game interesting, which is, as opposed to Isaac, where the items are what make Isaac interesting. Here it was so much about the music, the items just had to be there as, like, a necessary thing, just because Mm -hmm. it had to work within the genre or whatever. I I, I I can definitely respect... The dick helmet, though. Yeah. My least favorite is kind of cheating. I just said all glass. That doesn't count. The glass stuff sucked, though. I hate it. I know. I know. I know. It sucked. I know. It's like Danger Mario all over again. It's like Danger Mario. It's just dumb. It sucks, and I hate it. No. The glass stuff did suck. I think my least favorite, though, was the karate gi. 
What did what did that one do? I don't think I unlocked that one. Oh, okay. So you dealt double double damage, but you also took double damage. Absolutely always the worst. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, and that's probably because I'm not good enough. But like absolute trash tier. I mean, like that's the thing. If you don't take damage, then it's awesome. But I did. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what about weapons? Oh, least favorite. Mm, okay, I hated the whip. That's fair. Is it a cop out to say the dagger? A little, yeah, but it's okay. Well, then, all, yeah, the whip also. <laughs> like even the dagger or the whip. Yeah. Especially with the extra, like, the extra random things that you could kill, like the mushrooms or the brazers. Like, sometimes it'd be like, no, I need you to kill the thing in front of me, and it would kill a mushroom. That's fair. I was like, yeah. no, friend. I, like, I, I don't, through all my time playing, I never actually felt like I understood the whip's range until I actually mm-hmm. went onto the wiki and looked it up. Yeah. The whip just felt really weird to use. I didn't like it. Yeah. My favorite, though, hands down, was the rapier. Really? Why? Yeah. The I felt that the lunging for double damage was invaluable. Fair enough. A very close second though was anything that was ranged, the bow or the crossbow. Oh, for me my favorite was the longsword because it was the spear, but objectively better. I loved being able to attack from two away. <laughs> well no, that's like with the rapier you could attack from far away too. Oh, okay. Which is why I like I liked any weapon that gave you range. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, basically. Ra- range is f- fantastic. Range is fantastic, yeah. And the rapier, like, if you, you could attack from up close or from two away, and if you did attack from two away, which I was gonna do anyway, it dealt double damage. Okay. So that's why I liked it. Gotcha. But it's a yeah. lunge, so you attack from two away, but you end up in range of the dude. Yes. Which I don't like. With the spear, I can stay away from him. I mean, okay, yeah. I was willing to, like, get into close range to do a little more damage. I was not that confident in my ability as in this game. Okay, fair enough. Um, what about mini-bosses? Least favorite freaking mini-boss is the Ice Dragon. Mm, that's fair. That was, oh my god, he was so hard. My least favorite was the Banshee. Because... Why? I just... The, the sonic attack screwed... The deafening attack screwed me up every single time. I always lost a beat when fighting a Banshee. Oh. Every time. I'm sorry. Uh, the See, beat thought, and usually at least one heart. See, I thought his deafening attack was not nothing, but I was like, okay, I was usually counting anyway. Oh, I wasn't counting. I was entirely relying on the audio cue. Oh, okay. I'm not good at, you know, I'm not good at music, so I was just entirely relying on the actual music. <laughs> that's fine i was like i don't know i was like there was one day during class that i wanted to play this during lunch and like not socialize with people mm-hmm. and so i specifically didn't like count okay like i didn't count because when i usually count i'll usually do it out loud oh, okay like i don't just because there are others there's other stuff that i'm doing in my head sure like obviously if i'm if i'm singing or like playing an instrument i will count in my head mm-hmm because I'm doing something else with my mouth. But, like, there was other stuff that was going on in my head, so I was counting out loud. But I realized I couldn't do that in front of other people because I look crazy. Just sitting in the corner of a lunchroom. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, one, four. One, two, three, four. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I don't want to be that girl. That's understandable. You know? That's understandable. <laughs> don't want to appear like a crazy person. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. So the, the definite attacks weren't that bad for me and i also thought they were really cool i wish like more enemies did that i, I thought know. it was there were more no i i thought it was cool i i just hated it i mean that's fair i just couldn't figure out when they actually like why they actually dealt damage to you my subtitle for this game cool i just hated it <laughs> fuck that's okay that's gonna be a talking point cool i just hated it I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I'm really hate, no. sorry. Hate, no, hate is a strong word. I didn't actually hate it. Like, if I had to rate this game right now, I'd probably give it like a six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Like, it's above average. I didn't hate it. I just could not get into it, obviously, to any similar extent that you would at all. And that's fine. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. See, look at that. We found a game 
that you definitely absolutely like so much more than I do. Yeah. Um, what are you, what's your favorite mini boss though? My favorite mini boss, I think, I think it's just the bats because they're fucking easy as hell. For a similar reason, mine was the Minotaur. Oh, okay. He was easy too. Easy as hell, yeah. Uh, what about zones? Zones, I think my least favorite was three. Wow, okay. My least favorite was four because it was just stupid hard. Okay, it was stupid hard. For me, I don't know. The the changing from the hot to cold music was a really cool idea. Uh-huh. For some reason, it just really messed with me. Okay. And I hated those fucking Beatles. It's fair. I just... I really like... Three was actually my favorite, but purely because aesthetic reasons. I really like hot and cold... Or, like, hot-cold juxtaposition aesthetics. There is a galaxy in one of the Mario Galaxy games that has this exact aesthetic, and it's one of my favorite galaxies because of it. I just like any thing that juxtaposes hot and cold stuff. Okay. Yeah. Sort of for that reason was why I like Zone 2 the best. Okay. I liked the, as you said earlier, Caduceus Clay green kind of aesthetic. Yes. I also, I don't know why, I like the, like, Golem guys. Oh no! I, they were they were cute. I like them. They were so cute. I was like, I can totally like see a picture of one just like holding a little tiny flower yes. or like a little tiny owl in his hand. He's very much the gentle giant type deal. He feels I love like them. yeah, no, they're great. <laughs> I like Zentu the best though. That's fair. What about bosses? No, I'm going first. I'm, we've been leading up to it this whole goddamn time. I hate Kitanga. Just why? No, it's exclusively for the thing that you liked about it. I can't every single skip skipped beat I fucked up. Joseph! Because the entire rest of the game is a consistent beat where you can it's reliably consistent and you do it every single beat. And so every time on dot fucking What's his actual name? King Konga, when they skip the beat, I fucked it up. Joe. The mechanics of the fight were fine, but the skip beat fucked me up so hard. What, I'm sorry. What about you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Fuck. Okay, we're here. My least favorite was Coral Riff. Was he your favorite? Yeah. I hated the water. That's understandable. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Why was he your favorite? He was a cool squid man. And hey, Tina, can you take a fucking guess what my favorite song in this game was? Was it his song? Hey, Tina, do you know why? Oh, right. It had brass! There was a lot of brass. Yeah. In his... Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm sorry I said anything. <laughs> Anyway, mm-hmm. tell me, I mean, the water, is it mostly the water? It's mostly the water. Also, I just, like, he was kind of, like, I don't know, he just felt boring to me. Okay. Like, his tentacles were just, I don't know. That's fair. I like the aesthetic. It feels like you're fighting a kraken, which is cool to me. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. And, again, his music makes me biased. What was, your, what was That your I can totally understand. What was your favorite, though? My favorite was King Kong. God damn it! Because I liked his music. Okay, the song itself was great. The mechanics of the song, I hated. See, I lo- I just, I love the mechanics of him. That's fair, and I'm not going to fault you for that. I just, I could not. A very close second for a very similar reason was Deep Blues. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I don't know, I thought it was amazing. That's fair. I Deep Blues Sorry. was further down on my list just because it felt the most kind of mobby with all of the chess pieces. Chess pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there weren't a lot of other fights that had a lot of dudes at once mm-hmm. like the chess one did. Like Deep Blues, so. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, let's talk about songs. Was... Yay, we didn't talk about songs! Yay. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there real quick. My least favorite was Portobello Head because it was the slowest song, and I felt like that just I get it, like it meshed up well with the environment, but I felt like I enjoyed the game the most when it was quicker. Uh so the like slowness of the song like kind of put me off my game, I guess. I can see that. And then like I said, Deep Sea Bass was my favorite. 
Because brass. Because brass. Brass. <laughs> I literally went through the, the fucking OST afterwards, and I'm like, I know there's a brass song in here somewhere. Which one had brass? <laughs> I know there was a brass one because I just kept listening to it. Now tell me about your songs. And feel free to do more than just top and bottom. If you want to do, like, a range, go ahead. I just want to know all that you feel about this soundtrack. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so as much as I like this good, good guitarist man mm-hmm. who's absolutely wonderful, my least favorite was the hot version of 3-1. Okay. Which, I mean, like, if I say, like, it's called, like, I think it's Ingenious Rock. Igneous. I don't know. Oh, it, Igneous Rock. I assume it's Igneous Rock, but it might be Ingenious Rock. Anyway. No, I think it's Igneous. I'm looking at the name right now yeah. and I can't read. It's I, fine. Something I want to mention, but like, I really like the kind of like puns that the two titles have on each individual floor. Like, the not the puns, but like the fact that the two titles are of the pieces are linked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Regardless 100%. of the song quality itself, I like that the pairs are linked title wise i just thought that was cool no i i like that they kind of did that with the titles yeah it was cool but the song itself just not your jam no it was a really good idea yeah yeah i just didn't like it in the that was something that messed me up in the actual game where i got mad at the music the execution felt a little flat for you that's fair yeah yeah however okay my favorite song was uh one dash two which i think is called cryptique for me, it was just, it was just such a strong bop. Yeah. Like. I mean, a lot of songs in this game were strong bops, but I get what no, you're saying. I know, I, know, I know a lot of songs in this game were strong bops, and I don't know, like, 1-1 really has, like, a nice recognizable melody, mm-hmm. and 1-3 has, like, these cool, uh, these cool suspensions in it, where, like, you can almost hear, like, the beat's gonna drop, and, like, the chords don't quite resolve. And then, like, they do, and that's really cool because it's all suspenseful right before your first big boss fight. So that's really cool. But I don't know. 1-2 just really does it for me. That's fair. That's fair. It's just, it is the song that I want, it's the song that I want to go back and keep listening to. Hell yeah. 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 Any other runners-up you want to mention? No, this, no, because this is, this is going to sound, this is going to sound so dumb. Even though, like, even though the name it bothers me night to c sharp is an absolutely fantastic song yes and the trifecta of uh for whom the bell tolls or nell tolls i don't know yeah for for whom the nell tolls and then the two necro dancer fights like those three songs as a collective like mm-hmm. one right after the other uh, my Actually, I think those three songs all together are my favorite. Okay. Like, individually, none of them, for me, beats, like, 1-2. That's fair. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that the culmina- the boss fight culmination also led to musical culmination in a very yeah. good three tracks in a row. Yeah, it's just so... Mm. Yeah. So, yes. Tina, any closing thoughts? As far as closing thoughts go, I know that this was not your favorite two weeks. And so I am very sorry, but this game is like fucking crack for me. I'm glad that it is. I, like I'm like I don't I I don't mind that I didn't enjoy it because I'm just so happy that you're enjoying it as much as you did. Because like I'm very happy that our game tastes aren't you know exactly equal. Yeah. I'm very happy that we're diverging at least a little bit. There are a few games that we've played that I occasionally go back to like you and i play borderlands together um and i've tried to like make some more progress on like 100 percenting hollow knight and there are things like i know even though i try to make progress i know that's never going to happen but i similarly to isaac i don't think i will ever not play necrodancer hell yeah that's awesome yeah <laughs> now the question is when are we going to have your code 100 uh, low percent speedrun? <laughs> When it happens, I'll let you know. Yeah, you'll be the first to know, y'all. <laughs> you'll be the first to know. That's a lie. I don't think you'll be able to, like, hear... Like, I'm pretty sure everyone around the world will be able to hear me if that ever fucking happens. <laughs> I would just be screaming in happiness. It's understandable. 
goals. Hashtag goals. Mm-hmm. So, what is that final rating, Tina? Eight and a half. All right, eight and a half out of ten. It was such a good game. Yeah, it is not your highest rating. Yeah, second only to Guac. That's interesting. Why? I I just didn't. It's been a long time since we played Guac. I don't remember you liking Guac this much. (laughs) I mean, that's cool. That's cool that you do. But I just yeah. Uh, And then next next episode. Tina, why don't you tell them what we're going to be playing? Holy shit. Next episode, we're going to be playing Bioshock. Ooh. I don't know what that musical <laughs> like, key was. That was fucking Doctor Who, I think. Uh, I, I think you were trying to be scary? It was a little bit of, like, trying to be spooky. But, point being, I'm excited because it's Tina's first horror game. She's been very resilient to this. Even though she loves horror movies, she hates horror games. So I'm excited. Okay. I've been so resilient to this because you showed me this game once, like, five years ago, and I don't think I slept that night. Fair enough. But. And I don't think I'm going to sleep for the next two weeks. You'll be fine. No, I'm not. I am going to guess, for Bioshock, Tina's going to give it a 7 out of 10. I think it's a good game. We'll see. I think it's going to be a solid game. Uh, I think the horror might alter your opinion a little bit. But I think the game on its own is solid enough that you'll at least give it a 7. But we'll see. How many times do you think I will cry? Uh, 7 out of 10. <laughs> Noted. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, this this time slot episode. Fortnite. Yeah. It's Fortnite. Fortnite. I'm flossing. Um, uh, that's it for this episode of... Leveling up. We'll see you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye. The music used in this podcast was BitQuest by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com used under a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.